Hi everyone, it's Steve Breda here with Succession Secrets and today's episode 65 is titled Travel Outside Your Industry. Welcome to the Succession Secrets Podcast, where you can grow, groom and graduate from your business in just seven minutes a day. And now here is your host, Steve Prada. Welcome back, Succession Seekers. And today I would like to share with you an idea which I first learned from Jay Abraham, who is a famed marketing guru for small and medium-sized businesses. He was really big in the 90s and the 2000s. And he really didn't always come up with new ideas, but he really had a way of articulating those ideas and sharing it with a wider audience. And one of the ideas he taught us was to travel outside your industry. So what is this, this idea is about? So basically, he said that when you are dealing in a certain industry with other industry players and when you're learning from others in your sector how to do the business, then people tend to do things very similarly because they tend to assume that what other industry players, especially the successful players do, are the best practices in their industry. And they just want to copy those best practices and assume that they have been arrived at by trying a lot of different things. And and essentially, uh, these must be the best working ideas and, and solutions. Now, when you go out of your industry, however, you will find that some other companies in other businesses, they will do things differently. And sometimes those different things can actually apply in your industry. And sometimes you can find great breakthrough solutions that peers in your industry never thought about. So this is the idea. And some of the examples are software as a service is a good example. So when you buy a software as a service, as opposed to in the old way, when you had to buy licenses for the software, to download it, have to install it. And then the software company came and trained everyone on the software. That was the old way. But the new way, which was copied from the utility companies, is sell software as a service. Just make it available. Open the tab if you're interested. You can Often you can try the software for free or the service, and then you gradually increase your consumption, like when you consume electricity or natural gas or water. As much as you consume is, is how much you pay. And the same thing happens with, with software these days. The cloud-based solutions, you can just consume them on demand. Another example is the airlines, how the airlines were pricing have been pricing flights for the last 20 or 30 years that if demand is high in the summer and around Christmas and around Thanksgiving, flights become very expensive. And when demand is low in late winter or early fall, then prices or late fall prices drop dramatically. They drop to half or one third of the peak price. Now, this technique has been in recent years copied by the residential rental industry. When my family and I first arrived in Richmond four years ago, we rented, for the first year, we rented an apartment in a multifamily apartment complex. And the price of the rental was adjusted every time we signed a contract. So if it signed for three months, we would get a certain price. If we signed for six or nine months, we would get a different price. And at different times in the cycle, if we were to sign in the winter for six months, we would get a different price than sign for nine months in the summer. And sometimes the longer term was cheaper. Sometimes the longer term was more expensive. So it all depended on supply and demand. And essentially this rental home, they figured it out that they can move with the demand and 
optimally price their product. A third example is Federal Express. When FedEx came out with the overnight shipping idea, USPS didn't know how they do it. They couldn't envisage how it was possible. They tried their best, but it took them days and weeks to to ship packages. But FedEx uh, copied the Federal Reserve System, which is the hub and spoke system, where there's a central location where where the packages were delivered to. And then from these locations, they were uh, delivered out to the addresses. And then they managed to cut down delivery time to 24 hours. So other examples, in my business, when I ran my investment banking business, then I also copied some ideas from, from other industries. And one of them was the emotional direct mail, talking to potential you know, business owners about the benefits of selling their business and how they will feel when they sell the business and, and the freedom that they sense and the, the lack, you know, their frustration was, were going to go away. And I copied this model from, from letters that were used to sell food supplements, which is a totally different industry, but it uses the same emotions and those emotions are human and Every human have the same emotions, whether they are looking to sell their business or looking to buy food supplements. Another example is how we develop business. We developed a roadshow model, which involved going on the road with money managers and, uh, and accountants and authorities. And essentially, we traveled around the country and we set up dinner appointments with a group of people in those in, in big cities. And we had an open discussion with them over the white cloth and told them a little bit about what we were doing and, and asked them a lot of questions. And we developed a lot of business this way. And this method of selling, we actually copied from the IPO industry where, where investment bankers go out and sell securities to potential investors. We were investment bankers, but we were not selling securities. We were actually selling our advisory services to potential clients, which was a totally different uh, market. The third example is we at one time we put up a conference and we developed a special playing card, which was called the buyout poker. And it was essentially a Remy card. Uh, so it had the four colors, but the different colors were different services that we were providing. So there was selling a company was one color and acquiring a company was another color. And doing a leverage recap was a third color and valuing businesses were a fourth color. These were our four core services that we provided and we created a playing card which we gave away to participants of the conference and that was highly successful. I copied this idea from a fitness guru who created a fitness card for the different exercises that he wanted his clients to do. So the reason I'm sharing this is because I believe that CEO peer groups are a fantastic opportunity to travel outside your industry because in a CEO peer group, you have a diverse group of CEOs who are from different industries and they will have totally different practices in their industries and they can look at your business in a much more open and objective way and they can make the connections with some of the things that they are doing. So, for example, in my CEO peer group, I have members from the healthcare service industry, from the IT services industry, financial services, advertising, distribution, manufacturing, professional services like accounting, consulting. I have a franchise owner, a multiple franchise owner. We have construction, CEOs, insurance, business service, you name it. So it's a very wide group of individuals. We also have 
a range of ages. So the younger youngest member is 33 years old. The most senior one is 70 uh, year plus. And then we have men, women, we have different ethnicities in the group. So it's a diverse group and it allows people to travel outside of their own circle, be it their industry or their social circle or their age group circle and get ideas from people from other state in other stages in life who will have different experiences. Let me share with you an example from one of our Vistage meeting. It was uh, probably 18 months ago, so not a recent one, where one of our members who runs a linen cleaning business, he wanted some ideas on how to attract millennial talent. He felt that his business was very old-fashioned. It was not very attractive. It was very hard work, you know, cleaning the linen is not clean work and it's a physically trying work with all the equipment. And the group helped him to see his business in a totally different light. The group saw his business not as an old-fashioned business, dirty business and hard work. What they saw in their businesses is what they provided to their customers. They provided clean linen. They allowed hotels and hospitals to provide a clean, a pristine clean environment. Uh, this company used environmentally friendly detergents and processes. So they were actually a green company. They were a company that millennial people would be inspired to work for because they help the environment. They provide wellness and, and high quality, higher quality of life to their customers. So the company had a, has a higher purpose that really was always there but the owners were too much stuck into their channel vision that they didn't see it. So the group helped this member see that how this business was actually a much more progressive business and how to position it to young talent who were looking not just for a paycheck, but for a higher purpose as an attractive employment opportunity. Travel outside your industry. And my question for today is that what other industries have you traveled to? And what have you learned from those travels? What did you pick up from other industries? That's, that's my question. So please, you can tweet your response to Ask Succession Steve, hashtag Ask Succession Steve, or you can post it on social media, wherever you found about our podcast, or you can write a comment on iTunes. Thank you for listening. And uh, until next time, remember, your succession is success. Thank you for listening to the Succession Secrets Podcast. Make sure you check out SuccessionSecrets.com for archive podcasts and transcripts and IntrepCoaches.com. That's E-N-T-R-E-P Coaches.com to download your free copy of the Your Terms newsletter.